All right, so we're back from uh, <laughs> we're back from a short break again. I'm sorry we just go on these one week breaks and don't tell you guys, but we're back and probably back for the foreseeable future. We don't have any big trips or anything um, planned, but we just got back from Denver. We were seeing um, fish out there for three nights, um, and it was a really good time. We uh, flew out there Wednesday night and. Flew back on Labor Day, so I think we're kind of catching up on sleep and uh, getting readjusted to the east, eastern time zone. But um, other than that, it was a, was a really good trip. I had a uh, lot of fun out there with uh, not only Chelsea, but a lot of our other friends were there too. Um, Chelsea's, who we thought was her aunt, but it's not her aunt, not actually related by blood at all. No, I learned some like fam- <laughs> familial history yeah. from my not-aunt. I mean, I knew she wasn't my aunt, but... I did not know. Yeah, like, we'll, just, the we'll just roll with calling her your aunt for now. Listen, she she's a... like someone my mom's age, and that's like when there's a relative that's your mom's age, you just assume it's that, a woman. That, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you just call her your aunt. Right. But she took us. She recently bought a house in the mountains, and she took us up. It was about forty-five minutes west of Denver, and that was really pretty. Oh yeah. Um, I was happy that we did that. So check out our Instagram posts, our personal ones, um, if you want to see any of the pictures from the trip. Um, but anyway, we're back. There was a plague. Yeah, yeah, we survived the plague. I think we talked. Did we talk about the plague the last time? I can't remember. I feel like we might have. And anyway, there was uh, the <laughs> apparently the, there were some fleas out there near the the venue, uh, which is Dick's Sporting Goods Park, where the MLS soccer team plays out there. That had the plague, so they closed like the grass lots, so the humans couldn't get the plague. And I think uh, everyone survived, or at least so far. Yeah. There hasn't been any reported cases of the plague. <laughs> There's no in the fish community. No patient zero. Yeah, so I think we're. I think uh, we did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but the people were taking selfies with like the plague sign and like. The people you know. were walking. The thing I didn't understand is they had it roped off, and then with plague signs, and then there was probably like they left like maybe another an extra foot of grass mm-hmm. outside of that before you hit the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. But people were walking into that grassy area like that foot of grass to stand next to the plague signs to get their pictures taken but there were very like visible like prairie dog holes, holes yeah, right next the to there yeah, where they could come so i was like you're not like i i feel like you're more likely to get fleas in like a grass area i'm sure the fleas are living on the i don't know how fleas dogs. work like do they, they, have, they have to live on is it like organism. lice where like they have to have like yeah, hair or something to survive to they survive. have to live on some other host organism yeah yeah but they're not to be i mean i don't know well either way i think everyone's and it's 2019 so. so apparently the plague is very treatable yeah i don't think yeah, <laughs> i don't actually think it's that big of a deal if you get the plague so in any case everyone's we're all good so which apparently my uh Great grandmother died in, in the the big flu of, of the flu of nineteen seventeen. The great flu, yeah, right before the Roaring Twenties. She missed out. She almost made it. I did not know this. Yeah, I didn't either. That was what we learned from uh, Kathy. <laughs> Chelsea's not aunt. Yeah. So so anyway, we're back, um, and tonight then we went to this new Tlake Paki. They have one in Belden by us. If you're from around here, and they opened a second location, or maybe, I don't know if it's a chain or not, um, out by Chelsea's house, and we popped over there and thought for what would be a quick meal, because it's a Mexican restaurant, I think we were there for about two hours. <laughs> yeah. And a guy dined and dashed, like, he was so drunk, he just got up and left. Well, he stood there, he didn't just get up and left, he stood at his seat, and he was like, I'm just gonna leave. 
they're not even going to notice if I just leave. I'm just going to leave. And I, it was like he was trying to, like, well, I was going to be like, no, don't stop. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm not getting involved. Yeah, you, I don't. Like, I'm just going to put my head down and pretend like I don't even know if yeah, this like is happening. Yeah, it was he, just, did tip, he did leave a $2 tip. $2, yeah. The which, which they took. And like, <laughs> I think they just accepted that he dined a dash. I don't know. But he told every, he had like a busboy there was his neighbor. And he told a bartender that that busboy was his neighbor. So I imagine his bill is coming out of that busboy's check here soon. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel, you know, it was exciting because it's like that plaza was kind of like a giant piece of shit. And now it's like. Yeah, they've renovated they, like the like, facade, the front. Of yeah. The there was like a, a grocery, like a local grocery store there and it moved or it moved locations and like that plaza just kind of like suffered for 10 15 years i don't know how long and then recently they put like a discount like discount drug mart in there yeah and they've had that um, oakwood bistro which is kind of in the staple of that plaza for a while yeah but even now. when Oak, well, even when that bistro was in there like that parking lot still was just like potholes and oh, like yeah a broken yeah. axle waiting to happen yeah um, but they put the, like, I don't know, they sold it to like a, a development company and they put the discount drug mart in there and they put, in, put it in, put in the democratic national headquarters, national, national headquarters. No, I don't think it's the national headquarters. <laughs> no, there, was, okay, there was a random, Stark like, county. <laughs> yeah, there was a random county democratic headquarters over there. There was a, um, there's another bar, um, that Tlacopake. But yeah, like I, I'm excited because that's just like soon to be like my kid now goes to school in that district in that area, so like I'm going to be migrating towards that that side of the world soon. So I'm happy mm-hmm. to to see that it's uh, growing and actually like there's some nice things going up in there. Yeah, not that a discount drug mart is like a nice thing, but to like a packet, like you know, a nice place to go to lunch or dinner where you don't have to cross Belden, which is. At times, especially if you think around the holidays, it's kind of a pain in the ass to have to head head out that way. Yeah, definitely. So if you can avoid, like, the mall area where, like, the majority of, like, Canton eateries are mm-hmm. that aren't downtown, um, you at least have three in that, three options in that plaza, and there was definitely a lot more space. Well, Giannino's Pizza was there, too, so four. Um, and maybe a new, there was, like, a, a Chinese restaurant there that apparently closed, so yeah. maybe a new one will go in. Who knows? Yeah. So when we were out in... Uh... Colorado and and at most not most but a lot of fish shows that you go to um, where there's a parking lot one of the more famous things is the Shakedown Street Um, and Shakedown Street at Dick's is particularly large and vibrant um, but it's usually on a grass lot so like the mayor of Commerce City which is like a little town that the things in the suburb of Denver um, like they had a meeting about the plague and they're like there's not going to be he called it Shakedown Alley like where you'd sell grilled cheese and whatever just to make it to the next show and so it said, like, and then Fish said there will be no vending at the show, blah, blah, blah. But, of course, there was. So we get there, and there was still, like, a pretty big shakedown. Not as big as there would have been. Yeah. Um, so but- my question on the, um, the vending, because I didn't realize leading up to that that, like, I feel like when I was younger, shakedown was, like, really wasn't, like, there was definitely an area, but it was more just, like, pop-up. It wasn't, like... You didn't have to secure a vendor location before. So it sounds like you actually have to pay for that vendor not, spot. Well, not this year. Like, I think well, not this year, they revoked like, all vendor license. But yeah, it's... But it's, like, was it the one at Blossom? Because that was like a fairly large... The Blossom one is probably just as big as the Dick's one. Yeah, like, it's, so is it's that... Huge. Like, you have to buy those vendor spots? I don't know how it works, but I I, I kind of didn't think you had to. It was just first come, first serve. Yeah, you just get there early. Um, and... But at Dick's, apparently, it sounded like you had to buy like a vendor parking yeah. pass or something like that. So I guess it just depends on if it's like venue sanctioned and the venue's like well let's just make some money off this anyway 
or if it's just kind of like a rogue thing that happens and like it just nobody cares because that's what happens in fish parking lots is rules don't regular rules don't apply um but yeah so there's there's a nice little shakedown that popped up right next to where the the shakedown would have been had the grass lots um been open excuse me so we walked to there chelsea and i on sunday and actually were able to get um, your kids some some socks yeah which from like a pretty reputable vendor Wookles who you, you see at every show he's got an online store and like that his art is pretty uh, recognizable so yeah they were excited they 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 kept the ones that I chose for them so I gave Gus there was a pair of purple ones that I got for Gus because his favorite color is purple and had a sloth on it and then there was a pair of blue and teal ones that had llama on it mm-hmm. and they both like I gave Gus the purple and Parker the blue and yeah. They both were probably, like, they didn't want to trade. Nice. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. And Parker, actually, the night, actually, it was when we were at Red Rocks seeing a different band, but then the same trip, Mm -hmm. there was not necessarily a shakedown, but there were parking lot vendors, for sure. Yeah, just people walking through. Yeah, and we bought some, like, I bought a headband off of this um, woman selling headbands, which I wore the one night, um, but I gave to Parker, and she wore, and she took home. She's going to work to school tomorrow. She was all excited about it. Yeah. Nice. yeah, hopefully, hopefully that comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She quite she was she was gonna not bring it. She wasn't gonna not take it, but she really wanted to wear it tomorrow. And just yeah, yeah, it'll whatever. be fun. Um. Well, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, so that got us kind of thinking about open air markets and you know how you different ways you can market them, how you can how can you can use them because I mean nowadays fish shakedown is definitely it's definitely more organized than it used to be. Like there's definitely people like vendors that are on every single lot, whether it's like... And I think the difference a, of like what the guy from the the mayor during the city council meeting was like, they're just trying to sell some grilled cheese to make it to the next show, which kind of was what it was when I was yeah, like first started day, seeing yeah. fish. Like these people genuinely were like just selling grilled cheese for gas money. Mm-hmm. But now like it's a reputable operation. It's like you industry. said, there's... Yeah. Um, these people are, are really setting up like normal like pop-up tents. They've got like tons of... Um, like clothing and, and mer- yeah merchandise merch. food anything i mean like glass like it, it was colorado so there was a couple even like marijuana stands just yeah, like it was there, edible like, like yeah. things and yeah, pins so. and tchotchkes like anything you could possibly like any jewelry like tons of jewelry things right. like if you go to any open air pop-up market just happen to be like more like fish themed or tie-dye like, yeah, like hippie kind of hippie yeah yeah yeah, but so it's, I mean, it's definitely turned itself into definitely more legitimate um, legitimate business than it probably was in the 90s. And there's still, like, the people just with, like, a cooler of beer out there, or someone walking through selling, like, illicit drugs or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, that like, the stands that are out there and the people, like, they're taking credit cards. Like, they're just, you know, their products are out there. They're, they're getting out there early and setting up. And it's a big, it's a big deal. And a lot of them have like an online presence. So, you know, you could go online to that, whatever the Wookles website is and probably buy those socks today if you want to, you know. Um, so it's, it's a pretty big, uh, big industry. And that kind of leads me to one of my points is if you're, if you plan on doing any sort of pop-up market, it doesn't have to be fish shakedown, but um, it could be like a local flea market or a, like a well, local type open air market making sure that you're promoting it on like your website or your social presence, just so your audience knows like, Hey, we're going to be here on this day at this time. Right. So um, like the funk, your face, that made me think about the funk, your face guy who is an Instagram. He's got a a shop, um, and a website where he sells fish themed, um, stuff, stuff. Yeah. I mean, like I got you that golf cover, like 
putter cover, whatever it was. Sunglasses. Sunglasses, and, yeah. Yeah, koozies, all sorts of little stuff. Right, but he wasn't necessarily, he didn't have a booth, but he did great, like, promotions on his social where he was at the show and it was like, if you see me, like, I'll be in this booth today, like, pop in, mention this thing, and I'll give you a free koozie or mm-hmm. a free sticker. Um, so he was promoting his business without even having to technically have a, like a, a pop-up. Presence, but yeah. But he's probably in the game hard enough that he's got these contacts who are definitely going to have stands and they're selling his merch. Like the sunglasses I got you, I, it wasn't a Funk Your Face stand, but those were Funk Your Face sunglasses. Yeah. So. And I gave him to Gus too. He... Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cool. But yeah, no, so making sure like if you're going to a flea market or a fish concert or something like that, making sure that your audience knows that you'll be there, especially if you're like a local shop or something like that. Like maybe you have a brick and mortar or just an online store, um, but you have a little bit of a presence. Make sure you let your audience know like, hey, we're going to be at this food truck festival on this day or hey, we're going to be um, at this local flea market on this day. So or the pickle festival or whatever the heck. What was in Cleveland like last week? Was it the pickle festival? There was a pickle festival yeah, I don't know, pickle a fest. couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So they, all those little things, making sure you're, you're getting that out ahead of time and trying to draw people to your booth and maybe even having like, okay, we're going to exclusively have this like new food dish or we're going to exclusively have this new um, t-shirt or whatever it is, like maybe trying to give people more incentive to come out because, you know, they're like, why, why wouldn't I just buy your products online or go in your store or whatever? Yeah. And that definitely, that brings me to, there's a couple of different things that I wanted to talk about, which you just mentioned, food trucks. Um, and I think that's a whole separate game. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I do think that like I, my, my one point that I was going to make is that like local farmers markets are so much more than just farmers markets anymore. Yeah. Cause you typically do see a couple of food trucks there. Um, there are local artisans and vendors there. It's not just like veggies. Um, even the one yeah. downtown in Canton and the one up here, like there's a grass fed beef guy. So like, Pretty much getting everything. I right. mean, I know we're in Ohio, so it's kind of like you're going to have kind of that... That farmy, farmy type, yeah, products. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's, it's, it is it's isn't just like you're going to have a couple, like a candle vendor, um, but you also need to know who your audience is and who your audience is visiting that. So before you decided to go to one of these open-air markets, um, think about your business and think about how the audience of who's attending that market is going to... Yeah, like, does it make sense for you? Are you yeah, uh, like, if you're, spell- if you're selling, you know, our friend Amy, who we've had on the podcast, sells fairly expensive, um, not expensive, but not inexpensive sterling not silver cheap. jewelry. Yeah, um, so, like, she's not going to go to, like, a Saturday morning farmer's market where somebody just wants, like, some arugula and a couple of beets. Um, because those people typically aren't there to buy, like, no. a, a handcrafted... <laughs> sterling silver i mean if like, nothing else you could get your name out there maybe they would come back but yeah you gotta weigh the pros and cons for yeah. sure on that on and maybe it may be at that like you're putting up a stand and you're maybe getting information or putting giving people your business cards driving yeah, to your website getting their email or something like that so you can email them yeah so maybe you're marketing your business but you're not necessarily selling at that location whereas like the one that um amy did in hartville um and then she's doing one in cleveland I wrote it down. It's called Pinecrest in Cleveland. It's the Heart and Home Marketplace. Hmm. This Saturday, she's going to be there. Um, and she'll put up her whole her whole stand. And I was actually surprised when we were... And she does take credit cards. But when I helped her at the one in Hartville recently, um, she does a really good job. I'm not like 
the type of person who can work like you don't don't ask me to work your booth because I'm terrible like mm-hmm. I'm not engaging I'm not like wel- welcoming like I'm not the personality like just looking at me you're not like I want to go talk to that person because I somehow just give off a vibe of like don't talk to me ever <laughs> Um, so it was funny. Like I would be standing there in the corner. Like I tried to smile. Like, I don't know. Does it look painful to people? I think I look, have a nice face. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I think I look friendly. I I feel friendly, (laughs) but maybe it's just like me trying so hard. We called Amy relentless on the one pot and she is like, someone comes to her booth and she's going to like, but she's like, up and just like, yeah, but she's like, someone like doesn't even pause, but she's just like, you know, making friends with the people like in the booths and the vendors around. She sold something before like the market even opened to a lady from like two stands over. Nice. Um, You know, and it's like she has like friends on the circuit now, like in the vendors market circuit. Like there's a lady that sells clothing that was across from her and she knew her. And um, it's, it's important to make those connections too, because then you can like, you know, if you have a friend and you're like, hey, I know you just bought this ring for me. Why don't you go check out her clothes over there? But you can find something that matches really well and vice versa. Yeah. Or she could wear the clothes. Like, you know, yeah, you can the clothing lady was actually other. wearing her jewelry, like Amy's jewelry. Like she's bought her stuff before. Yeah, yeah. So you can advertise, cross-promote, cross and uh, do stuff like that. Now, does Amy, does she have a truck? Or how does she trade? Like if she drives up to Cleveland, how does she bring her whole... She has like a... she. Well, her dad has a pickup truck. So she's got crates. It's like a well-oiled machine. It did take about two hours to set everything up that wow. morning. But like she actually has... Now, does she need electricity? Um, She has these... It's called a halo. Mm-hmm. It's like a something you could use to like charge a car battery, I guess. But okay. it's like this portable like electric hub pretty much um she doesn't need electricity because she just had some like uplighting like in some of the displays okay Um, yeah and i think she uses one to run like the power on the laptop or the ipad or whatever Mm -hmm. that like just how she takes payments and does inventory and stuff that makes sense well that's cool yeah because i imagine like some people were rolling up with like a whole trailer worth of stuff. Oh, there stuff. were people I like mean, building like, pallets. They were like yeah. drilling things together. Like hers is not nearly as like, it's definitely intricate because you have to lay out all these tiny pieces of jewelry. Yeah. But like I was in charge of like the one table and she had pictures of everything where, like where it went. It's yeah. Be. And they were yeah. like full eight and a half by 11 printouts of like different sections of the table. Oh, okay. So like, and everything that was in the crate that I was working from was going on the table that I was oh, okay. staging. So like, there was no questions as to like, so I think that's a good tip. If you're going to go to one of these, these markets, um, no matter what it is, be organized and be ready to set up early because it's going to take some time no matter what. And making sure that you have everything organized is going to, get you where you want to go way faster than the not. <laughs> yeah. And she did a, I think she did a good job too. She has a table kind of in front of her booth, like, although it kind of closes the booth out from like people just walking in, mm-hmm. it also kind of stops people from like just walking out and stealing something. Right. Um, Cause you have to imagine any of those vendors have some kind of loss. I like, I felt like that was kind of like my job there was just to kind of like keep an eye on everyone in there. Like I would just stand there and like kind of watch people try on rings and it's easy to like, if you see someone like trying on different rings, just to be, like not to realize that they just they left it on out. their finger and yeah, walked, they out. Just walked out. So yeah. I was trying to keep a, a solid eye on that, but she's got this table that kind of is in front of like the, the main booth area. And she just has a bunch of, like, she's got, like, a wooden crate of gemstones, like, 
like all the just different rough cut stones. Mm-hmm. Then she's got like some geodes and some. It's kind of eye catching, right? Yeah, off the and bat. it's like stuff like kids stop at that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, rocks, because like little kids love like gemstone yeah, rock kind of things. Yeah. Um, and so like kids stop, and then the parents stop, and like people they kind of stop and like look at the rocks, and she's like, hey, like. Do you sell check rocks? Out some jewelry. No, I sell jewelry. <laughs> well, you can't, but she does sell the rocks too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it is a good like ease into like not like oh here's a five hundred dollar necklace. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a quick eye catcher or something that would be a little bit more affordable. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, that's so. What does she do as far as like drawing besides like the the gemstones? I think that's a really great way to to bring people to your um booth but what does she do as far as like signage does she have like a big big sign does she is she like hanging products from the top or um she has like a um like a uh, i don't know what's called like little it's like little burlap flags that have Mm -hmm. her name like every letter is like t-o-u-l-o-u like okay it's cute little like rustic looking banner thing that she has on the back um she doesn't have, like, a lot of people, like, not just her, but obviously I took some time and walked around on that market. A lot of people have, like, one of those, like, uh, it's like a two-sided chalkboard, like you would see outside of a cafe. Okay. So they've invested in some kind of, like, fancy writing or they've done it themselves about, yeah. like, what they're selling or doing, um, which is obviously something that's eye-catching. Um, yeah, that's You know, cool. a lot of people, really, they just kind of, like, encroach into the outside with putting some product like we were right next to like a palette craft kind of mm-hmm. booth and they like had like some really cool like small it was like a picnic basket like wine kit that like we were like both amy and i were both kind of like eyeing up because it was pretty cool yeah um you know like our like big tall like rustic looking wooden plank thing that says welcome down yeah. the front it's so, like things that they sell that obviously also still kind of like welcome still, people into yeah, their booth for their for their booth so I'm, I'm thinking back to our episode we did on trade shows and it actually it kind of reminds me open air markets and trade shows aren't all that much different i mean the trade shows you're typically not trying to sell your piece of jewelry unless it's a jewelry trade show right but you know it's it's a lot of the same where there's a ton of markets and a ton of like booths where you need to attract attention to yours somehow. Um, so maybe it's the sexy cops, maybe it's gemstones, maybe it's music you're playing or cookies you're baking or, or something like that. But I think especially walking through Fishlot, the first time I went to Shakedown, I had sunglasses. That's what I needed. So the first booth that had sunglasses, I stopped and he said, you know, two for 20 or one for 15. I was like, all right, that's, that's fine. And I saw like the donut, the Fishman donut sunglasses. I was like, okay, this is great. And then the second time we walked through, I think we kind of stopped at all the ones with like, like we didn't stop at any of the food ones because we weren't looking for food, but we stopped at all the ones like with kind of like clothing or like jewelry type souvenir deals because that's what we were looking for. But they did a lot of, a lot of those I thought did a good job of just like, as soon as you looked at the booth, like you knew exactly yeah. what they had. Like the, the stuff was hanging out in front, it was hanging in the back. Like if we stopped and looked long enough they would talk to you about like prices or what they had and stuff like that yeah and you're not necessarily like especially in in that atmosphere you're not necessarily me like maybe you get somebody like the wickles guy or the like funk your face guy who are maybe a little bit more well known um and they want to have their branding a little bit more visible but a lot of those places it's just like they're not trying to sell online or like give you a card and like visit my etsy shop or whatever it is um, it's more like, you know, if you're going to go to another show and you see something that you like, you're likely going to seek them out next time you're there. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody like Amy, who's going to these pop-up markets, like, you know, 720 market here in the Canton area, 
um, which is like a throughout the summer months, it's an open air pop up market. There's lots of like artisans and crafters and are there any more of those this year uh there's one the 29th of september okay at gervasi which is 721 (laughs) 720 stands for it's the north canton zip code 44721 i know but it's in gervasi and 44721 oh yeah yeah gervasi's in the 721 but you know whatever close enough i know yeah i actually think that a couple of them have been in outside of the 720 uh but that's where it originated I don't know. Which was downtown-ish. Either way, but you've got like the Hall of Fame where you've got some of the, the 720 market I think is something Amy has not been able to get into. She said it's, it's hard to get it's into. It's hard to yeah. get. Yeah. And now they've, they've like you said, they've established this thing. They're like, oh, we already have three or five jewelry Jewelers, vendors. So yeah, someone has to leave before you're on the list. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's, it's like a, it's like a pop-up market mafia they've got right. going on there. Well, but it makes it's cool sense. Because... I mean, they only have limited space, and they don't want to have, like, oversaturated with... Yeah. You know, they want to be fair to their vendors, so... The one lady was awesome. Like, she had a cool gimmick. She was selling pottery, mm-hmm. um, and she actually had... She was throwing pots, like, there. So, like, I went with Parker, and she let, like... We stopped, and she let Parker, like make some pottery like for like little kids so like mm-hmm. obviously parker's learning to do some pottery and i was like looking around at her stuff and like did you have to buy the pottery that parker made? no no she it was just like she just kind of like plopped the clay on and let her like showed her how to do it and she just kind of like started shaping it and then they washed their hands and they leave there's like <laughs> there's like i mean there's weight it's you have to like fire it and do all the bacon yeah. and do all this stuff like you know, you you're not gonna go back kiln. yeah <laughs> she didn't have a kiln like behind her booth or anything they don't think they have I don't think they have a 220 volt. <laughs> There's a kiln in my art class in seventh grade, and I made a tiki. Its nose fell off in the kiln. Or its mouth fell off. Its mouth oh. fell off. So. I made a cow in middle school, and that got fired in the kiln. Yeah, my tiki. It, the only thing it got a five out of five on in the rubric was unique facial expression because it didn't have a mouth. Because <laughs> it fell off. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so, so, I was so bad at art. I was so bad. I would just like, and we had these tests where it's like you would learn about different eras of artists. And like, I wouldn't like know any of it because I wouldn't pay attention in class and I wouldn't study for it. And I would just like look off the kid in front of me, like, and just like write down what he had because I knew he knew. Like, you know, don't, don't do it if you're listening, kids. Don't cheat. But seventh grade art, Jeez. I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> I liked art. I was never really good at it, but I enjoyed the class. Like, I think I would get frustrated that I was like, not i I was like in my family by far the like one person who did not get the artistic gene like my parents are both i think we've talked about this like my parents are great both great artists and drawers and my sister is an amazing artist um my brother is like in his own right a really cool artist and the fact that he i mean he he can but he can i mean he can draw and like even in high school, like he was like big into tagging, which I know is not like like graffiti art. Nice. But like my my parents' garage was like a hundred percent just covered in graffiti art that he and his friends had is it done. Still? I don't know. I don't think so. They painted over it. I feel like well, they painted over it. Could have sold it. It's like an yeah. artifact of, of East Pittsburgh. <laughs> I guess. But one of the things I was thinking about for these markets is like how do you like how do you market your business on and going to these markets? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously most of these places have Facebook events that, um, they put on. So a lot of times you'll see the vendors posting in those Facebook events, um, to stop and check out their own things. They'll create their own. I know with Amy, she's created her own series, like on her page, she'll create an event that she's going to that specific open air market and she'll tag it. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll tag that market, um, 
know, obviously try to, to get some, some visibility there to anybody who might be going up to Cleveland, um, that day, or, you know, just looking to see who the vendors are. Um, if she's sharing a lot, like she does, she does a really good job of sharing a lot of pictures of the jewelry that she's going to have there. Um, and, uh, well, hers is, hers is so visual too. And she has all that really great photography that, that she's been taking as she gets the inventory in and her light box. So yeah, I mean, and have, has all those photos of what her booth is going to look like and stuff like that. So you might as well share that and get your get your name out there, especially in like a Facebook group or like a Facebook event that for the people that are going, you might as well post yeah. post there and get your name out there. I was thinking about like post-show marketing. I know at trade shows, you know, you want to get an email address or something like that. Um, maybe at this at these type of things, you can email address too. Like, oh, you're not interested right now. Let me get your email so you can see when our sales are and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad thing to do. I mean, handing out a card or a free sample if that works. Well, then I'm, th- I'm just thinking of like then like Tark like us on Facebook or something, making sure that people are then like trying to follow, like push to follow your social media and stuff like that, so they can they can kind of keep in touch and you stay in front of them. Yeah, and you can do a draw like our contest or something. Excuse me, something of people who like your page, um, and yeah, tag that market email. or something. Give, your, give me your email to be entered in a you know chance to win this. Yeah, yeah. And another faction I know that you and I talked about kind of when we were talking about the topic is like coming up with and the why of of what your goal is at this market. Is it indeed to sell jewelry, or yeah. there are some vendors? Um, I actually made me think of there's a company called Little Chicago Clothing Company, mm-hmm. um, and they do have i don't even know if they have a storefront i know they're in some stores in downtown canton Mm -hmm. there's also the canton print and press which also has like ohio themed shirts and hats and things like that um but they're going to these markets and they're not necessarily just looking obviously they're looking to sell a t-shirt but they want stores to carry their product yeah um, so it also made me think about like somebody, sometimes, a lot of times you'll go to these open air markets, um, or craft shows is something else that happens a lot in this area. Yeah. Our school and just, has trying, a craft just show. trying to make, make connections. Yeah. Like our school craft show accepts both like artisans, but they also accept vendors. So like the Tupperware salesman, the person who sells like children's books, like, you know, like pyramid scheme type things, which is fine. Like everybody, you know. People are into them. Like people, obviously, they're still thriving. Yeah, they're still around. I mean, there's plenty of plenty of pick a pyramid scheme. But if you're there for like, you know, if you're there as a Tupperware lady or somebody selling cleaning products or what have you, like, what's your goal as being there? Is it to sell that thing, you know, those products, or are you trying to collect names and you want people to like book a party? Right. Yeah. And like, obviously, that's where your pocketbook gets um, padded is when you're like having a party or somebody like it decides like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. I could still sell Tupperware. Like, how do I sign up? I want to sell Tupperware because right. I want to buy like 800 pounds of Tupperware and get a discount. Um, I had a Tupperware party when I lived in Columbus. Sue and I did like right after we moved to Columbus, <laughs> we invited like random coworkers, like this guy, Warren Lemke, who he's awesome. Like still like to this day, like he'll write on my Facebook page periodically or like tag me in something. He's probably in his seventies now. Yeah. He's retired. Uh-huh. But he was like, Sue and I were like in our twenties, like early twenties. And he would just like coming to our parties as this like 40 some, maybe plus year, 50, like yeah. man, year old man. <laughs> and like, we didn't find it to be weird or like, he wasn't like a weird 
like he didn't make you feel uncomfortable or like yeah. that he was like trying to be sleaze or anything. He was just like super nice guy. Yeah. That was Did he like, buy any Tupperware? Yeah, he bought a ton of Tupperware. Wow, that's he bought hilarious. so much Tupperware at the Tupperware party. <laughs> so like a couple of our coworkers came and I will maintain that Sue bought this corkscrew and it was the best corkscrew like wine bottle opener I've ever yeah. had wow. in my life. Does she still have it? I, I don't. I think she said she lost it in one of her moves. moves. Damn it. Um, but yeah, we actually <laughs> argued over like who got to keep it when we moved out. Like, that's hilarious. And she was like, it's mine. I bought it. And I yeah. was like, fine. Yeah. I still great. want it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have another Tupperware. I mean, I guess I could just, but you can still buy Tupperware to this day. Like I see that, I oh, see yeah. cars every now and then are like the makeup things like Mary, Mary Kay, Kay and yeah. Avon. Hillary yeah. sells Avon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My, my coworker, Nicole sold, uh, essential oils and then brian sold uh or still he might still sell i don't know the amway food and bikes, oh, all that one shit. of my coworkers yeah. is like a huge amway yeah so it's all it's all still around but yeah i mean getting back to what we were talking <laughs> about making sure that you are going to the right festival or market or whatever for your audience um like so for instance we we mentioned earlier that Amy probably wouldn't go to like a early morning farmer's market where someone's trying to get some fresh arugula and like other right. veggies. And it's a two hour tops. Like yeah, it's, she's so not going to spend two hours setting up her booth for a two for hour two market. Hour, yeah. For two hours. So, so yeah, making sure you're getting the most bang for your buck, the most bang for your appearance and figuring and the foot out traffic too. Bang, yeah. Bang for your foot traffic and figuring out like, you know, maybe if Amy does this, she gets invited to go. So maybe she just does a small version of her booth and focuses more on branding and outreach and, and stuff like that. And the collecting, collecting email addresses or whatever her goal is in that situation versus um, when you go to like one of these bigger markets where it's all day and people are there actually with, with money in their wallets, maybe looking to buy yeah. something. Like that Hartville one had wine. It was at the Mays Valley Winery and yeah, there was yeah. like beer and wine. People were just like walking around with, yeah, people were just walking around with drinks and it was a pretty cool, I was actually, I wish I'd gotten a chance to walk around a little bit more, but we had something that day. Oh, my work party. Yeah. 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 The work party. So, yep, anyway, yeah, making sure you're picking the right place for you and, and your audience. Like, if you're selling hippie and fish goods, um, a fish concert's probably a great place for that. But, like, a farmer's market in your city may not be perfect unless it's a, like, you know, like, hippie-specific art show or something like that. Yeah, first Friday, <laughs> first Friday in downtown Canton, and not even just downtown, downtown, downtown Canton. A lot of cities have first Fridays or first mm -hmm. Saturdays. Um, or third Thursdays, like there's always something. yeah whatever yeah just some sort of like event. Um, usually something to like build up, you know, people get them downtown, getting people downtown, getting, yeah. getting the foot traffic into downtown restaurants um, and businesses, and like I think Canton's done a really good job of promoting First Fridays and and having a cool draw. Like they've got the one in the winter time where they do the ice sculpture yeah, carvings. There's always a, there's always a it's theme like a chalk, to it, yeah. like the chalk the walk one is always popular. There's always I wonder, like a I wonder couple. if this week's theme is like NFL or something like that because we're an NFL town and the NFL's starting. I know there's a Halloween themed one. Uh, the September one probably is this tomorrow. I would think. Friday, yeah. We're, it's Wednesday when we're recording. White oh. Claw Wednesday. <laughs> but yes, uh, we'll release this Thursday. I wasn't, I actually, like... Friday could have been tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Labor Day week, so I, know, I don't know all, what, like... It all feels weird. I don't know what day of the week it is right now. Right. And we just got back, and we're all, we're just adjusting. I wish it was Friday. My roommate, Christian, still has not gone back to work two days. He's just... 
I don't know what he's doing, but I mean, it wasn't like I mean, he has no vacation days left, but he's just yeah. Does he does it does he get like separate sick days? Like some companies have like know. separate like PTO is not the same as like I don't think he does to be honest with you, but I don't know. Hey, he had a rough. I mean, I don't think he had a rough time. Like he seemed to. I mean, he was definitely having a good time. Yeah, he just is really tired. I think I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't adjusted yet back back to Eastern time. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Then there's like just people sneezing on the plane. You never know. He didn't seem sick that way, but you never yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I talked to him today. He seemed okay. I think he'll go back. He said, he's like, hey, you know, tomorrow's going to suck, but you know, two day week. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's that. Yeah, I, I definitely like I considered for like a hot minute, like, I wonder if I could work from home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, Tuesday. And get, on Tuesday yeah, and, like, get caught up I on like, some... man, like, I don't want to go to work right now. And then, obviously, I fell asleep over lunch and was late coming back from lunch. But, you know, that happens. I didn't fall asleep today, even though I could have. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, my body adjusted pretty easily back to the time difference. I don't well, know I that we asleep, never really... Like, the night we landed, I fell asleep... Like, Monday night, I fell asleep early. Like, I was just knocked out. But I think, like, we didn't get a lot of sleep the night before because we were up late after the show and then had to wake up early and go to the airport. I kind of slept on the plane, but that's just whatever. And then I just kind of went through the, the steps of, of the day, and then I was asleep by, like, 9 on the couch and then yeah slept through the night and then also napped at lunch. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I needed uh, some adjustment time for sure, but you're just worn out, and we had to climb a mountain the first day, and I was tired. That mountain was like, listen, first off, if you go to Red Rocks and just you're- Just know like, you have to climb a mountain. Wear like, the appropriate shoes. It doesn't matter if you're like, oh, I'm just going to a concert. No. Put on the tennis shoes. It's a shoes. physical thing, yeah. Put on tennis shoes. Not like something that you know is comfortable, something tried and true, something that you know like you're not going to get a blister in. I got a blister the second day, not no third day. It doesn't matter, but I was not wearing, I was not climbing a mountain, but I did get a blister for wearing my Sperry's without socks. Oh yeah. Well, that's Sperry's without socks. That'll do it to you. I wear them without socks most of the time, but I don't typically walk a ridiculous amount. Yeah, stand. Amount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, Red Rocks, if you're going there, if you just be ready. Because I was, I didn't know what to expect. I just, you know, any other concert venue I've been to, I didn't have to work that hard to, to get into. But Well, but and like, is... and your body's adjusting to the altitude as well, which is a huge thing. Like, so you're like, right. I have to drink water. I have to like, I'm going to drink Take one beer breaths. and feel like I'm going to be, knowing you're going to be drunk just having one beer. Right. You're going to wonder if you're having an anxiety attack because are you breathing enough? Or are you not breathing enough? <laughs> That was just Chelsea. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't anxious as much as I just was worn out. <laughs> we got to the top, like where you could finally I never, check the in. The thing your... is, is I never thought about it, and then Jess was like, "I feel weird," and I was like, "Do I feel weird? Should I feel weird? <laughs> I think I feel weird." And like she like planted like I, unintentionally. Obviously, it was just she was just saying like she was the first time that she'd noticed like a, a difference in her physical like well being with altitude. Right. And then she doesn't even drink or anything. So it's like we were just drinking water. And then I was like being really cognizant of making sure I was drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. And then like the walk was just obscene, having to walk the entire way down from the north lot to the lower south lot and then back up again into the venue. And then I didn't want to pee because to walk to the bathroom, you had to go all the way down to the bottom of the fucking mountain and then back up. I've been to Red Rocks. I 100% do not. I mean, I know I don't remember because it was 
1996 and I was on drugs, but still. Uh, I don't remember going to the bathroom. I don't remember walking ridiculous amounts. I don't remember. I was also a lot younger, so, and probably not suffering from severe anxiety and (laughs) and crippling public, like... Fear of crowds. Fear of crowds and... Thinking about what do I do if there's an active shooter situation and there's only one way out and it's going to be a stampede and does it make more sense if to roll underneath the benches or to try to, to go out with the crowd? Jesus Christ. Listen, those are, this is where I am in my life. I know, I know. You got to get out of that though because like whether you think about it or not, like it doesn't have any effect on whether it's going to happen. So I did. Red Rocks was really hard because it really was like a, a weird, like that whole, that whole night was just hard. Because it was just a lot of physical labor. It was so much physical labor. (laughs) Christian was like, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, (laughs) Well, it's not like we're walking up and I was like, these people are clearly like in better shape and more fit than me. Well, the locals are like like, having a hard time. Like, they're just like walking up the steps like it's no big deal. And I'm like walking up like, why isn't anybody else heaving? All of us East Coasters, Midwesterners, (laughs) like, (sighs) (sighs) I'm going to (laughs) die. And like you're just going like at that point, like I couldn't stop because I knew if I stopped, I would never, I couldn't get going again. So I was just like, I'm going to keep one, like I'm going to keep That's why like after I went to the bathroom the first time, I was like, fuck this. I'm not drinking another drop of water or any kind of yeah, liquid like, at all like, for I'm the done. rest of this time because yeah. I'm not walking out of that bathroom again ever. Oh God. Honestly, like, yeah. It, just... it was cool though. I mean, it looked cool. The area it's in is really cool. Um, there's a couple of golf courses out there, actually. One's private, where all the Denver Broncos live, apparently. But the venue itself is really cool. I mean, there's these giant rocks. It's The venue is carved into, like, a mountain and, and rocks and stuff like that. It makes for some good pictures, for sure. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was a lot, I'll tell the you. Rest, yeah, the rest of the, the weekend was definitely much easier. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, listen... Dick's, like, is flat. Like, you see the mountains, but it's a flat parking lot. It's a flat venue. There's not even, like, a lawn or, like, a slope or anything. Like, you might have to go up and down a couple steps to get to your row. (laughs) Other than that, you're pretty much good. So, (laughs) yeah. the rest of the weekend, we recovered pretty nicely and uh, ended up having a really good time. And it gave us the idea to talk about open-air markets. So, if you are someone other than Amy and you have any thoughts on open-air markets or you've been to one or you... uh, you happen to have your own stand or something like that, um, let us know um, some tips or anything, or if you ever want to talk about it, um, we're happy to talk about it with you and see how it, see where, where it leads us. Yeah, there's definitely some good people. There's a lot of people in my demographic, maybe it's like, I don't necessarily know it's my age, maybe just being a female, um, who are super into like going to those, like, markets on the weekends and yeah if you get if you attend them like what works best what do you like the best there yeah, what like do what are you looking for, for? yeah yeah let us know um we're happy to chat with you about it and maybe do a follow-up to this one uh i don't know what i don't know like what i would typically like usually i'll buy a random thing one time i bought this pot holder thing it was like this circular pot holder with high sides and you put a bowl inside and it was made for you to, like you put it in the microwave with a bowl in it so when you microwaved a bowl you oh, just so you it automatically had like a pot holder on the sides that you could grab it without having to like burn yourself. Yeah, not burn your head. I oh. bought that at like the school crash. Tired. <sighs> still tired. I know. I'm still worn out. Yeah. It's like two drinks and I'm still, I could have fallen asleep at lunch today, but I kept myself up so I didn't sleep through work again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm like. I'm not, like, I don't like tchotchkes. 
Um, I'm typically like not in the market to spend a ton of money, but if I don't I, typically, if I go to those things, I typically walk around and look. And, I'm usually going to look anything. for something edible, like consumables. I'm a hundred percent. And I don't mean like edibles, like drugs. I mean like, like if a bakery yeah, yeah, or, like, or just even like a food truck or something. If you just want to yeah. get lunch. Like, like even the only thing I bought at that Hartville one was a coffee. Yeah. Uh, an iced coffee. Yeah. Or an, yeah. I know. I bought it, it was an iced tea actually. <laughs> um, cause it was hot and I was hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I like food, like I guess like food kitcheny type things, like mixes, like if there's some kind of like spice mix, hot sauces. Oh yeah, yeah. except for ha ha hot sauce. Which... We just weren't. Uh, that was the third day, and I just wasn't down to talk to some guy who had more energy than me, like walking He's up like, to sell me something. I'm a stand up comedian. I'm a stand up comedian. Ha ha hot sauce. I... Which like that could have been really good hot sauce. I don't know. He could be a really good guy, but I was just like, I saw him coming, and I just we were just. And like you heard we him give a sh- he gave a spiel like two times like you yeah, heard before, him before yeah. we got to him. And we were so. just like trying to relax like third so, day we were tired. Look up ha ha hot sauce. I feel like I have to. I feel like I need to yeah, get maybe this guy it's some good. Props. Yeah, maybe we'll get him on the podcast. I talk. like I, I like Frank's red hot personally. You like sriracha, but whatever. Well, I like Frank's too. I mean, I like most hot sauces really. Right. I haven't haven't met a hot sauce that I don't like. So well, either way. All right. So on that note, we'll we'll wrap it up for this week, and uh, I promise we'll be coming to you to you with more episodes pretty consistently uh, now through about the end of the year. So cool. On that note, uh, this is Junk Marketing. I'm Connor. I'm Chelsea. Cheers. Cheers.